Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for this. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Time to start worrying, everyone. (laughs) Time to make a... Mountain out of a molehill, everyone. Time to get all worked up on social media. Canada drew Bahrain 2-2 on, on something that once upon a time I think was a soccer pitch. Not sure what it was today. 2-2. Points are shared. Without perhaps VAR, maybe it would have been 2-1. You never know. But overall, um, not a great 90 minutes to enjoy. But what does it all mean? That's what we'll discuss today. Craig Forrest, Brendan Dunlop, Dan Wong, JC... Jimmy Brennan coming off the call, currently in his car, driving home. Jimmy, great job on the call. You, you got back from Bahrain pretty quickly. Yeah, quick flight. <laughs> you didn't spend much time over there? Saudi Vegas. No, no, in and out, in and out. Oh. I like the way you guys make it sound like you're actually there. Yeah. It was. Oh, here we are, pitch side in Bahrain. <laughs> to the Concord. <laughs> well, B was saying before we recorded that he's been in that area of Bahrain. And he understands perhaps why Canada was a little bit slow off the whistle. B, can you divulge I, some more was, information for us? I was just saying that the uh, I, I have no idea where the stadium was. Obviously, I went there for Formula One, but when I saw Canada get off the the team bus there, um, I'm assuming it was to walk to the stadium. In the background was the the Grand Mosque, and that uh, happens to be a, a very popular neighborhood for. Um, what they call foreign services, um, which any restaurant that you'll see in Qatar, uh, Charms, with the name foreign services means they offer alcohol. Um, there are other foreign services that exist in a place like uh, Vegas, and that does have the moniker of being uh, Vegas of the Middle East. So those uh, services in very popular hotels happen to hilariously be in that area near the Grand Mosque as well. So services that ordinarily would be illegal, you can find them if you need them in that area. Um, do as I say, 
not what I do. Entertainment that you think uh, is non-existent in that part of the world exists exclusively in that part of the world. Oh, are you talking about like a happy ending? It's 2-2 a happy ending? No injuries is a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Good one! Oh, you know what? Yeah. Bill's going yeah. to be on cloud nine all day now. All day. He's going to say, hey, Helena, guess what? Hey, Made them hey, wait a second. I need to I need to ask B a question. Uh, you're, you're talking alcohol. Where where was smoking cigarettes and like hashish or any of that in that in that you know foreign services? Where did that line up? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure about like marijuana and hashish. Um, like water, tobacco is everywhere. Cigarettes mm. are everywhere. It's in a lot of ways. It felt like uh, going to Europe in the '90s. Like cigarettes are are everywhere. Um, I, I'm not sure specifically if it's just in the foreign service offering restaurants where smoking inside was totally normal, but, um, it's, it's abnormal not to, to walk past the table in a restaurant or a cafe and then have a, you know, argila, the water tobacco. Uh, what's the other hookah, hookah pipe. Hookah, yeah. Very common. I think, yeah, we did that every day. Ooh, Can you great. spit in the, the foreign services parts of the city? <laughs> not in Singapore. Can't, no, not in Singapore. No, but Bahrain. I wonder about Qatar. I mean, my biggest issue is forget the booze and pork. I can't spit. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's, illegal, it's so right? dry. Are you are you a man that salivates in dry climates? We're going to find out, I suppose. Are well, you a gonna, man that has experience in dry climates? You are English. <laughs> He's going to bring back the cloth handkerchief. We talked about this. <laughs> yes, of course you are. We're, we're going 360 from five pods before. You're bringing back the cloth handkerchief. <laughs> no, I, actually, you, you know you know what I'm, I'm really looking forward to? You know what I would really like to make happen? Seriously, I would love, uh, not, for, not just for the photograph, but we do have to take a photograph. I would love to sit around a table with you and Christian Jack, should we get the opportunity, and uh, each have a, a hookah pipe and just... No, footy, footy show hey, on tour. You and I might do that. There's no way Cage is putting a hookup pipe anywhere near his lips. You know that, right? Hey, no, I don't know that. You, you don't think so? Taking... No chance. What a, bar- what a barrel of laughs that would be. Hey, Forrest, watch a nose three. Yeah, that's right. Smoke I was going to say, I, I might oh. fall asleep like the game. We'll keep the foreign services getting going by. The entire World Cup, trust us, they'll make a profit yeah. from us. All right, to the game anyway. More importantly, to what we may or may not be doing in Qatar. Yeah. All right, Craig, should we be getting worked up after that performance? Or was it just get the minutes <laughs> well, in, get a game under their belt? Well, Jimmy phoned me after the game, and uh, he actually woke me up because I fell asleep at 2-1. And I said, oh, did it, when did it finish? 1-1? He goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. You fell asleep at 2-1 and it finished 1-1. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much to watch. After about an hour, I figured, yeah, I... Yeah, I could drift off here. I think I've seen enough. It yeah. wasn't the greatest. It yeah. served so, so, a purpose. But, but, the pitch was yeah, terrible. What was the purpose, though? What was the purpose of the match? And did it satisfy what was needed by John Herbert's staff? Craig? I think you would say overall, yes. You know, you got the guy. You got the guy. Guys are run out. Is that a Jimmy? Do you think? Just but it wasn't out? great. It, it wasn't great. Oh, that's that's all it was. It wasn't to get their legs going. They looked. They looked heavy. Sluggish. The pitch was terrible. You could see they they were they were dying. I thought it wasn't it, was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't a good game at all. I thought it was really kind of the Bahrainis to be so hospitable and give Canada a pitch they're familiar with and make it feel like Concacaf. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Canada shouldn't be complaining about that, right? Given what they've made <laughs> Mexico and the States play on over the last number of months. I don't think anyone expected though the pitch to be 
uh, that condition to actually resemble a CONCACAF pitch, though, right? I mean, I think you, we looked at that squad and knew there might be three players that are, are starting matches in the group stage, maybe every match, but, but at least starters uh, featuring today in that lineup, in that starting squad anyway against Bahrain. Um, and you just hope that there'd be no injuries when you see a pitch like that immediately. That was the first thought. The fact that Canada released their starting 11 on Twitter with Daniel Henry as the captain, and then moments before the match uh, have to indicate that he was injured in warm-ups and is not playing, that probably terrified a lot of Canadian fans immediately. And then watching that match play out, see the pitch they're on, they, oh God, if Kamal Miller twists an ankle, that would be devastating. Yeah, well, he went down. I was like, oh no, yeah. oh no. I was sitting here watching it with Mikey Singh, and he brought the point, like, it's by watching that and how you felt, is Kamal Miller suddenly one of the most important players on this team? Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he, he was, he, to me, he was one of the best players in Major League Soccer this season in a very, very competitive season across the board. No news yet on Henry at time of taping. I'm looking right now on Twitter. I see nothing right now, but the real bottom line is whether he is okay for the World Cup or not. It's kind of irrelevant. I'm not sure how much time he'd get anyway. Um, but who is? Say, say let's just, let's just, no, glass is half empty here, boys. Um, say a, a Miller goes down or a Vittoria goes down. Who is next up as your center back? Is it a Tiba before you get into the, wow. the Joel Watermans and the uh, mm. Corneliuses? It, it might be right. He did play there in qualifying here and there, but in a perfect world, it ain't the case, right? Well, yeah, yeah he, I think so. I think you'd, you'd have to put Tiba back in there simply because of the fact where you've got guys that don't have enough experience. And at least with Tiba's experience, yeah, he's a little bit older. Does he want to be tracking runners? Uh, for me, I think you'd have to put him back there because I don't think the other guys are ready for it for that, that next stage. We can't get away from that, the fact. I mean, I mean that I'm, our- I'm talking about Waterman and I'm talking about McNaughton. Craig? Oh, he's jumping out. Okay, he'll, he'll, he'll jump back in. <laughs> he looked really angry there. Look in Craig's face. What's priceless there? <laughs> it's his daytime internet. His daytime internet is not what it's uh, lined up to be. But yeah, I mean, a valid point though, Jimmy. Um, you, you know, I don't think Joe Waterman had a great game when he came on. Obviously, he wasn't expecting to start. And, you know, international football is international football. You've got to get accustomed to it. Um, but it was a, a tough game to play for all the reasons mentioned. Rusty, not match fit, bad surface, which is why... It, you know, I asked the question, should we get worked up over this? No, we shouldn't be. And I mean, you think about this, I don't care about the result. It's completely irrelevant. I think next week's Japan game will give us a bit more of an idea of where they're at because it should be a pretty close to full strength 11, I would think, uh, for that yeah. one. I agree with you, Charms. And I think, you know, you looked at that game today and you went, okay, it's all the MLS guys. And, you know, it was a run out for most of them. Okay. Some guys earned their first caps, which is, which is brilliant. Yeah. But next week against Japan, when the big guys are coming in from Europe as well, the mix with a handful of the, those MLS guys, you're going to be pay, playing on a carpet. It's going to be a completely different game than what we saw today. It'll be night and day. I agree. And that, that was what this window was about too, right? Let's keep in mind that this Bahrain was last second. This was a bonus. This was a, something that I know, I know they, were, they were trying to do. They would have loved to have had two real games against uh, legit opponents um, or, or somewhat more comparable or competitive opponents than Bahrain. But um, this was always the, the appetizer, the, the warm-up. So really, the, the win was no injuries, in all honesty. 
no injuries, an extra run for for guys who needed it for for Laren. Um, and I think it honestly, it's good vibes for the team too. Everyone seems very happy for these these new uh, Canadians to get their first cap. Like this this brotherhood extends long beyond the twenty six men that will actually be on the plane to Qatar. I think that's all positive. Craig, you're back now. I think. You think you're back? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to speak? Yeah, yeah. It works. yes, please. It works. You, you seem to be clear now. You seem to be fine. Yeah, I think it works. Have you got your radio? Yeah. Does your internet have anything in its mouth right now? What's the problem? You're in the speeding lane. Fuck. You're good. I already threw the computer off the balcony. <laughs> Been there, buddy. It's the worst. Oh, frustrating. Speaking you're good of now. But while you have it, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, there's no getting around the fact that our back line is, is going to be up against players that they have never, ever come up against, really, for the most part. Like, I mean, let's be serious. It's a, it's a massive gap. I mean, it's like, it, are there are players at the back line, are they capable of playing Tier 1 football? That'd be the big question, because they're going to be up against it, Tier 1 football, in a very big way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a really interesting one, because I'm not sure if you saw the the back and forth between Gary Neville and Jurgen Klopp um, today, actually, about Trent Alexander-Arnold's inclusion in England's squad. Uh, Neville made a comment, essentially, about, uh, you know, he could cost England a place in a knockout round because he can't play defense. And Klopp responded saying, essentially, listen, this guy has played in finals at the age of 24. He's won finals facing world-class players who are better than the players he'll face in the World Cup, definitely. And he has always been there, defending well. So, so Klopp saying, listen, okay, the World Cup's the World Cup. We understand what it is. From a coaching perspective, the Champions League is so much better than the quality of the World Cup. Now, let's not compare with respect to a, a McNaughton or a Waterman to you know, Trent and the competition he's going to be facing in the Champions mm-hmm. League. But it's interesting, right? The World Cup's great for what it is, but it isn't the top quality football that we're used to seeing in in the Champions League. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the strongest 32 teams aren't at the World Cup, and we know there's plenty of teams that are sitting at home and players sitting at home that deserve to be at the World Cup. We have the best striker probably right now in the world, Holland, playing for Norway. He's, he's going to be sitting at home watching the World Cup. Any play, Most players, you would have the chance of playing in the World Cup, but most players will never have the chance of playing in Tier 1 football. It's a different level. It's funny, right? We talk all the time, and there's there's just some in this hot take era. There's so many things said, very few stand out. But there's one conversation I remember having back at the score, and it was about where does the World Cup actually like measure? Where is it on the measuring stick of quality football? And how between South Africa and Brazil, maybe South Africa was like officially the confirmation that the best quality. And st- measurement standard is not the World Cup. It used to be, but it probably wasn't into the 90s, and we just kind of held it there for value. But the Champions League is by far mm-hmm. the best league, the best quality in the world. So if you are consistently yeah. playing Champions League and in Europe's top five leagues, as 21 of the 26 men that made the Belgium national team for this World Cup are, then you are you are tier mm-hmm. one. That is the that is the level. Yeah. yeah, but like we discussed, lots of Belgian players playing in Belgium, which isn't necessarily a tier one league as well. Five. Right. Only five. Five. Well, there's not that. There's five. not that many. There's not a single attacker playing in tier in the Belgian league. There's a couple. No, no, of the back the 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 then there's a couple of aging guys because they're not they're not good enough to play in the Premier League anymore. Mm-hmm. 
No, well, why are Asian guys good enough to play in the Premier contract to play at Anderlecht? Aging, aging. Secret Asian man. Secret <laughs> Asian man. I knew what Greg was saying for the record. I was just, I was just having some fun there with his poor internet. No, when I, when I first heard it, I thought the same yeah. thing. What? Who's he talking about? Oh, aging. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Craig's, Craig's Don Cherry years are here. Oh, God. Just true. I mean, when was the last time we said that World Cup was just from start to finish the best quality we've ever seen? You know, we, we don't because we're spoiled watching the Champions League. And and you know what? Honestly, that could be it too, right? In in eighty uh, nineteen eighty two, excuse me, in seventy eight, h- how much football were you actually consuming? You got to see probably every match of of uh, the World Cup, or at least a match a day. It was probably the, the highest volume that the world was actually consuming, and the widest volume. So you you held that measuring stick. But now that you see the Champions League, the best teams in Europe, now that you can watch regularly in this country, you got access to seven leagues. You can watch games weekly every weekend yeah. hasn't it so ruined you- it a little bit as well b because i remember i'm old enough to remember the the mid 80s right 86 and, and you hear about these players you hear about maradona yeah and you hear about platini um and you hear about you know these wonderful footballers pele and and, and you don't see them you don't watch uh, santos play you're not even back in those days seeing the syria you're not seeing napoli play but you hear about these, and so when you finally see them on the pitch in a World Cup, oh my God, this guy is bigger than life. He is, he is such a mystique around him. Now there's no surprises. There's no mystique. Oh, look, it's Messi. I only saw him seven times the last two months, <laughs> right? I mean, obviously we're happy and we're glad. We're, we're fortunate to get to watch all these games, but the World Cup has lost its mystique Yeah, that compared to those days. Well, I mean, there's certain countries you could argue – Brazil, for example, you put that team together, you're like, yeah, okay, that's a that's a tier that's a tier one World Cup team, right? Argentina yeah. for the tier one, Belgium tier one World Cup team. But the benefit that the clubs have, like say Man City, they get to go and pick the best of the best from whatever country and put them together. If Man City's playing in the World Cup, they are hot favorites to win it. Yeah, exactly. They, they would, they're all star teams, right? Yeah, they're an all star team. Yeah. Would they but represent back, England at the World Cup, though? Would it be England's England's team of players that play in the Premier League at this World Cup? That that's the official club World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. You just the mm-hmm. collection of players that play their club football in your country represent your country against the best. I love league. that. <laughs> We've talked about that before. I think I think that's how you like cement uh, a lot of North Americans. That's the Todd Bowley All Star Game that could work. Where you pay your taxes, that's your, yes, your country. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Well, I also want to go back to Sharms. It's really interesting because 1986, 1982 was my first World Cup that I really watched. And to your point, I was so surprised at how good everyone was and Canada wasn't in it. So then when I saw Canada actually get past and qualify in 86, I thought, hey, we might have a shot at something. And these teams just walked over us. And I don't, you know, I don't want to. Well, they didn't actually walk over us. Well, I mean, we were were European champions. We lost one nil. I know, but we weren't ever going to score. That was the problem. Well, you know, hit the post though. I just, I just literally, literally 10 minutes ago, stopped watching some, (laughs) a big long highlight pack of that match. And Canada were at them. (laughs) They they were were. really going at them. Mm -hmm. And, And there was a post there. 
There Just was saying. a post. I remember the post, but my point was we were never going to score consistently in those three qualifying games. And that's when I kind of went, and to your point, these no. players coming, like actually seeing these players, the Dino Rossi, the, you know, the Italians coming on, the Argentinians. I was amazed at the, the professionalism and the skill. It was just another tier. And to think that our Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. And Dino Rossi is known guys. for his uh, one World Cup, not his actual league play. Dino That's Rossi's right. stars aligned during that World Cup. Tough. A lot of players live by that. They can have I'm a great World Paolo Cup. Paolo Rossi is, is renowned for that. Dino Rossi is oh, renowned for his League One Ontario. That's what I was going to oh, say. Sorry, oh, Paolo Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, who, who, are you, who are you getting free match tickets from, uh, Longer? <laughs> Dino Rossi. You would yeah. appreciate that. Mind League mind One. You, I'm like, oh my God, Wonger's talking about historical things that I'm learning from. <laughs> um, hey, hey, Jimmy, um, on, on a positive, <laughs> I thought Ismail Kone looked really good in the first half Oof. in particular. Looked very, he should have scored a goal. I mean, don't know how he missed that one, mind you, but uh, overall looked really solid. I thought he did as well. I thought his movement was good, especially on that goal. It was a great ball by Miller. He comes across the line. His first touch was brilliant. Then his second touch just opened up his legs, didn't break a stride and and he did well to control that that bobble because it just bobbled before he hit it on on the goal. But overall, I thought he, I thought he was good. I thought he was productive at times. You know, there's a couple of players also as well. I thought was was good. You know, great to see him back. Um, you could see he the fatigue was setting setting in for him from being out for so long. But you know, there's a couple of players I thought were were half decent today, and then some just didn't show up. I thought Edwards. I thought you know he he struggled. He fought the whole whole match. I thought Anthony Kay wasn't wasn't good. He didn't have a very good match today. Um, you know, there were, a lot of players were quiet, but uh, Coney, absolutely. I thought uh, I thought he was one of the better ones today. I thought his movement was good, the way he was reading the game, and you know, for what it was, and for for that type of match, I thought he was uh, he was above the rest today. I agree with you. I thought that too, and I was really happy for him because I think we've been critical of you know um, him being young and. Just not having had a full season. Yeah, it's MLS. There's a lot of hype around him, but there's this, you know, uh, kind of that fear factor, doubt that I think uh, watching eyes have on how much responsibility can he like be trusted with. Um, in this match today, Croatia and Belgium were watching, and that's the person they're talking about. That's the person yeah. they're plotting for. That's the person they believe they have reason to be worried about. In addition to the ones we already expected. Well, you wonder right, if yeah. if a team has to play. At the back, let's just say, speculate here. Why not put Kony in there then, in the midfield? I mean, what against Belgium? What have you got to lose, though? Really, if you can. You know, you know, I was, I, I was talking about this today, and I was, you know, you start kind of really looking at our our midfield, and our central midfield. There's not much pace in there. Maybe over first first few yards, but after that, we don't have much. You know, with with uh, Piet, also. Uh, uh, Stacchio, you know, they're not the fastest guys where, you know, you look at Coney and you're going, okay, this, this guy can play. He's fast. He's built like a runner as well. Yeah. You know, he can go box to box. And for me, I would like to see him. I know, I know he's good going forward, but I think at times they're going to have to look at him and think maybe we got to park him in front of that back three mm-hmm. because of if, if uh, the Bruyne's breaking through or some other quick players breaking through, who's, who's going to track him? And I think I think Coney can. He, he could be that guy that could break things up because of his pace and power. And against Belgium too, doesn't doesn't he give them the X factor to break out and counter in that exact same situation too? Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. 
mm-hmm. because up top pace, out wide pace, our fullbacks pace, but in the, in the midfield we don't have too much explosiveness, and I think he brings that. I think he and Estacio together could be legendary. The the form that Estacio's in, and I think uh, I think Estacio's a little faster than you give him credit for. I agree, not stand out, but I th- I think he he'll show at this. World Cup against uh, against all three of those oppositions that he can uh, he can yeah, hold his own. I, listen, and, and don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not saying he's he's slow by any means. No, no, I know. But he's not rapid. He's not rapid. Yeah, we have to realize though too. I mean, listen, it was Bahrain, right? And can he look really good? And he's, he's by far his best best performance for Canada, right? Hasn't had many, right? And I think we discussed in the last show how he hadn't been great for Canada. Someone having me on Twitter for that, by the way, but it's like, come on, did you watch the games? But today he was very, very good, but it was Bahrain. Bahrain, Belgium, slight difference there. So what, what yeah. trust does John Herman have in him? Maybe enough, but like I said, maybe it's time against Belgium. You, you, you just don't have anything to lose. I mean, you don't want to be reckless at the same time. If, if, you, want to, if you see a guy that's very much the future of this team and you do need pace in that midfield, and you're up against a team that will be attacking through the middle a lot. Um, maybe you could do worse than to throw the kid in there, see what he does. Yeah, because look, even look against the Uruguay game. Remember when we talked about this, how we were getting picked apart at times through quick play and they were breaking, breaking our midfield. And then they were gone and we were tracking runners and we were about eight yards behind. You do need some a bit of pace in there as well that can... They can track the runners and get back. And don't get me wrong, we've got good footballers in there that can play, that can move the ball and shift them. But sometimes you just need, and for certain matches, you need some players that are quick that can get back and help you defend and track runners. I guess we'll see against Belgium. See against Japan, more importantly, right? I mean, if, if you're John Herbin Craig, is the health pending? Is the Japan 11, 11 you put out against Belgium? Yeah, I think everybody's really uh, on tender hooks as well as about the, these injuries and getting so close to the World Cup. But it's one of those games that, you know, everybody does play them and they serve a purpose as well. Mm-hmm. And you hope, well, actually, when you're playing against the Japanese, they will respect that and they're not going to kick each other. You know, they're the type of team that will, will be the perfect opposition because very technically very good. Yeah. I was thinking that as well. But just, but just about everybody we played against, when they, if we can break away from Canada, that's where they, they're really dangerous. You get, you get you get situated when you're those guys are running at our back line. If they get that far, it's going to be a a long day. But Belgium yeah. did that to most teams in qualifying, right? They beat Belarus uh, nowhere near Canada's quality. That's probably more like Bahrain's quality, maybe eight nil. Uh, then it would be the one nil at home. But they beat. Wales 3-1 created 20-odd chances. You know, like they, they're going to create chances no matter what. We know that. So we're going to have to ride a little bit of luck and and hope that uh, uh, Milan yeah. can stand on his lips. <clears throat> I agree. And the thing is, too, I mean, even if you look at this match and you look at the Uruguay match, you know, the, the amount of times when we're in possession and we, we open up so much that if we do give the ball away, that's where I get worried. I start panicking going, oh, man, we can't leave players one-on-one. Especially in the back with our back three, they just open up so much. And I think, oh, you got to close close that up more. He's going to expect not only for his front players to be doing that at that level. I mean, I don't think during the World Cup 
it'll be hard pressed to find a team that will run more than Canada, I believe, over the 90 minutes. I think those front guys are going to be under a lot of physical demand. And by what I hear, you know, the data shows from previous games that they can sustain that and they can sustain it for three games. So that's what he's looking at because he's going to want those players to be box to box as well because our yeah. best attackers might be our best defense. Trouble is that data was taken at a time when they hadn't crammed in three quarters of a season and half a season. <laughs> See where it's they're at. true. It's not true. just Canada, obviously, it's everyone. But, yeah, yeah. But maybe well, you the know, fresh legs MLS will be a benefit. It, it could be. And then, you know, you look at this whole World Cup and quite honestly, let's face it, to get to the knockout stages or even the group stages, it's a freaking crapshoot. It really is. I mean, See, is I saw Senegal having right? a chance and now Mane gets injured. Now it's like, do they? I don't know. He's well, in South Korea without Sun. Who knows where he's at, right? I mean, that's yeah. a devastating blow. Yeah. So who he's knows? officially off the squad. No, no, no. He's not. Son? No, no, he's no. Not. But I mean, no. they haven't said he's not looking to come for a, to start the World Cup yes. anyway. Did so Senegal knows? officially announce their squad, by the way? Because I heard that Mane had a spot. He's, he's in there. He, he is traveling, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a few squads have dropped since we last spoke. England dropped their squad. Madison in Gallagher, in, which I really like actually. Uh, Warprouse out. Uh, Tamori out. What are your thoughts on that, B? Anyone? Anything glaring there, or do you like the squad? Tamori wasn't going to make the squad. He's only a story because people are upset he's not playing for Canada. <laughs> I mean, he's he's played well. Serie A. He has. He deserves to be on his national team. But I understand why he's not in Gareth Southgate's team. He hadn't been in the lead up. He hadn't been featured. There's other options. There's trusted options. There's captains of clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't surprised by that. Uh, I was happy to see Madison make it. I was surprised by Connor Gallagher, to be honest. But I said this before, though. I was surprised that he's got minutes at Chelsea. I didn't think. I didn't think he'd keep his place. I thought, uh, or get a place. Excuse me. I thought he'd he'd go back and stay at Chelsea. I understood why they wanted to bring him back and weren't going to risk him uh, at Palace any longer. Uh, didn't want to come up against him, surely, but. I didn't think that he'd be able to walk his way into the squad, so good on him. Worked his ass off. Got a feel for a guy like James Warprouse. Form Tamari should be in the squad. On form, Tamari yeah, should be in the War squad. Yeah, Warprouse is fantastic. Yeah, Tamari should be in the squad. And people are saying, well, maybe Canada had a chance to tie him up. He had no interest in playing for Canada. He left Canada when he was a year old. Um, he feels English. Mm-hmm. He's an English guy. He doesn't really to our squad not technically or tactically we absolutely could use him he'd be a slam dunk but he he doesn't want to play for Canada we could use him <laughs> certainly could there's one area of the pitch that we could use a you know a top flight player it's it's at center back for sure um yep, B. I was just going to say, to go back to the tier one thing, I couldn't find the tweet, but Alexander Ganguruzak tweeted out um, in reference to uh, a comment that Herdman had made about tier one players. And he's talked about this on this show, right? That uh, a World Cup team needs six tier one players. And you compare, he compared the groups, Alexander did. Um, Canada have exactly six. Uh, the quote, quote said, usually teams need a minimum of six tier one players to get out of a World Cup group. Canada have, as expected from the projected lineup that will be announced on Sunday, six. Belgium have 21, which I said. Croatia have 16. Morocco have 15. <laughs> 15, really? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, so when he are, says... Who are our six uh, top-tier players? David, Davies. Um, yeah, yeah. Victoria. Did you say Victoria? Victoria? Yeah. Is, is Portugal considered top five? 
Uh, oh, so. top five. Top five, okay. Not a chance. Yeah, who else you got? Tejan? T- oh, no. no. Tejan wouldn't be either. Belgium, but not a top tier league. Yeah. Borean wouldn't be either. No. So, yeah, who's the sixth then? That's a great question. You know, I never. I he just must get through the top tier. Something different to what we're thinking, perhaps. Then <clears throat> he's included yeah. Turkey. He's included if you're playing in the Champions League period, in which okay. Milan was, right? They were in the they were in the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. maybe that's the qualifier. That must be what it is. Mm. That would that would then get us six. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would rather play in Turkey. So what does he mean? But when he says, you know, a million as opposed to playing in the Premier League and make twenty, of course. <laughs> guys at Bright, guys at Brighton and Hove Albion and Wolverhampton Wanderers are making a hell of a lot of money than anybody in Turkey's making, or Belgium, or Portugal. Uh, Galatasaray pay a lot of money, don't they? Though for for, for players, yeah, if, they, if they, they pay, if you pay, a lot of it's well, cash. That's that. Yeah. You got to take <laughs> it that. home in a cash and just hope the government don't stop you at the border. That, yeah, so what pay. is um? But when 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 Herbin says you need at least six top tier players for what to be competitive, or stand a chance of winning what does he mean by that well i think there's top tier and then there's tier one or tier a like alfonso with bayern munich tier a those are champions league potential winners right then you have the other ones that are sitting around then you got like premier league anybody that plays in the premier league top to bottom it's tier one top Mm -hmm. of the premier league man city manchester united chelsea taught all those are tier one a players lots of tiers uh for tiago didn't make the spain squad Pretty good. Pretty good segue there. Thank you, JC. I know you appreciate that one. <laughs> so Tiago doesn't make the Spain squad. I mean, again, I'm not surprised. He's so unreliable from an injury yeah. standpoint, but he can still completely change a game's dynamic when he's on the pitch. But I guess when you're Spain, your midfield's pretty decent. You can afford to, to not bring certain players. That's always been the case, right? They've got a Rolodex of like kind of 10, 10 guys and really any eight of them could start against any opposition. So yeah. I would say based on his form yeah. and frequency, he's not he's not a regular for Liverpool either. He's probably uh, beyond eight there of the 10, right? Mm-hmm. Just he's so good. <laughs> That's the thing. He is so good, transformative, and he's out there, but you just can't rely oh, on him. Um, no De Gea either for Spain. Again, he's, he lost his gloves a while back to Simon. Yeah. He also said that he didn't want to be part of the squad if he wasn't the guy. So I think that that's it, right? Yeah, I guess so. Goats is back in for Germany. Good to see. Nice story there. Um, Dybala for Argentina made it. There's a long time there. We thought he'd be out as well. So there are some good stories, although we've got one weekend left. Craig, what are we going to see this weekend? How about Danny Alves making the Brazilian squad, by the way? 39 years of age. 39! Would have bet Danny Alves would be there and Bobby Firmino would not be. Yeah, I know. Wait a second. How many guys are older than are older than B that are in? Like, there's a lot of older dudes this year, right? Atiba even for Canada. That's a good point, man. Actually, I'd love to compare all of the rosters from Russia to now and see yeah. if there are more guys post 35. And I honestly think there is. Well, Belgium have I think something like ten over thirty, but they have like seven under twenty three. A real blend there. Mm. You need a blend, right? You need that. I mean, Craig, this might, we can make fun of the old guys, right? But in tournament football, you know tournament football. It's, it's a long – whether you're there in the first round, you're out, it doesn't matter. You're still there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Veteran influence has to be key. Yeah. They uh, they talk about what the optimal age for the World Cup team being 27, 
28 years age, something like that. The average being that sort of, so yeah, you do, you do need it. You need it. But I mean, there's no question that we like Belgium though. A lot of these guys are, are certainly, this is their last chance that could be worrying for the rest, but you know, this is a team that was expected to, to win tournaments. And I think this is their last chance for this golden generation. This is the team that's capable of making the semifinals. I don't think anyone would bet against uh, would bet them, you know, not getting out of the group, but I would not be surprised. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if this Belgium squad made the semifinals. Mm. Underwhelming at Euro a couple of years ago too, right? Like <laughs> just thinking about that. They were, I yeah, can't believe Roberto had, Martinez is still the coach. Can't underachieved. Believe. Like I was, I thought they were, I actually picked them to win the world cup when the, when the, when it's sorry, Euro when it started, because they looked mm-hmm. so good during qualifying and then they, they, they crapped the bed. And they look this good. They look at this time around too. Yeah, maybe they'll crop the bed. That's what I'm crossing fingers. Lukaku's uh, out against Canada. <laughs> you never know. They'd be knackered. Yeah, yeah. Lukaku. Well, they're still they're still pretty good though. <laughs> I mean, I've been going to that squad over and over again, and and he's a beast too. So even if he plays ten minutes, it could be like a vital, critical ten minutes, right? Well, ba- Bashuai yeah. is going to probably be be starting against Canada. Still, you know, a pedigree player. <laughs> Let's yeah. not get ourselves. You know, may not be world class, but he's he's very yeah. good. And Tillemans is in good form too. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that uh, Vittoria and Miller and Johnson are like, oh, just just Batman. <laughs> Whatever. You know, yeah. it's funny because I was wondering, are they more concerned? Because at least Lukaku, he's, he's, he's brute force, right? You know, he's going to get very physical. He's got pace, I understand, but Lukaku is a certain type of profile as a player. One A one, yeah. Right, but a Vittoria can maybe play him a little bit easier than a Batshuayi who's got a bit more mobility. I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. <laughs> I don't know. No, it might but be a good point. Yeah, Miller might even like playing up against Lukaku. You're right. You want to get its the physical side of things. I can get yeah. mixed up with that, right? Actually, just don't freaking turn me. <laughs> exactly. You know what? You know what's funny? I would never have thought of Mishi Batshuayi and Stephen Vittoria in the same sentence. Going up against each other seems great because I actually think they're very similar players in the sense that we can see their skill i mean you look at what club they're at and you're like how has his club career gone this way this this seems like a guy when when he's on his game when he's playing for his national team or, or playing in a, a big club match you can see wow this there's a lot of quality here but then he's playing for clubs you forget about he's playing for clubs you can't pronounce i'm surprised that Stephen vittoria is still in portugal and they never got a chance back in mls after philly Especially probably in the last three, four years in the pandemic. Who, who knows? Maybe it's money. Maybe it's he's just comfortable being in Portugal. But he's he's playing for relegation threatened minnows in Portugal every season. I guess there's a lot to be said though for being a professional footballer in Portugal, right? I mean, as it's got. I don't care who you're playing crew, for, I mean, as opposed to playing for Columbus Crew. <laughs> Precisely. Exactly. Right. I mean, I think, uh, I think too, when they bring players back from Europe and that too, they, these clubs in North America are looking at where they come from, what the draw is, and he's a Canadian, and that's a black mark against them a little bit. I think that's a definite thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we still got what? When is the Japan game? What day of the week is that? It's the 17th. 17th, is it? So it's uh, next uh, Thursday. Will you be in the air? Is that when you land? No, I, I, I leave on the 15th. And, You'll uh, be in the air, won't you? Be. I leave on the 18th. Okay. Oh, do you? 18th. So I, I will. Uh, I'll be around for our show, buddy. You All know right. where you're staying? At? I do know where I'm staying. 
Okay, we should find out and see if we're close by. Uh, we're go. We're getting that hookah. I want to find out when the nearest foreign services. <laughs> Divorce is don't in the air. Oh, don't say parlor. Don't say parlor. Don't be doing that in Qatar. That's a different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Foreign services the same animal. Foreign services restaurant is what we're looking for, not right. parlor. Foreign no, services exactly. restaurant. We want you coming home with all your body parts. Yeah, I'm sorry to dis- disappoint the uh, Qatari prostitutes. Um, <laughs> probably not going there. You there aren't any bartenders, there. however. Um, all right, time to have some some uh, footy picks. Should we get some footy picks? Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Mellow D. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy Friday. All right, fellas. Weird weekend coming up. We don't know what to expect. A lot of players will be playing at fifty percent. Could be a really, really good weekend to to get some value. Go for some underdogs. Be uh, who's jumping off the page at you? This actually, this is the this is the opposite. This is one of those weekends, like when you look at the Carabao Cup and the lines are based Ooh. on the strength of the team, and you're like, oh yeah, Man City's going to thrash this League One side. But then you look at uh, Man City and they're playing six players that you've never heard of, six academy guys. It, this is going to be, I think, one of those weekends where the the lines are totally skewed and not entirely accurate. So it's dangerous. Um, but I would say Liverpool Southampton draw five fifty. Manage mm. bounce Saturday. New manager bounce. Also, like Liverpool is probably going to be a little cautious in their selection. The players may be a little more, you know, tentative. Uh, obviously, they're going to give it their all, but I think that that's a factor too. So, draws good value. Five and a half. No, I don't one. mind that at all. I quite like it actually. Really, Sharms? I, I don't like it. I hate it, but I, okay. I can see that happening. <laughs> I'm always seeing you conflicted, so I'm always wondering. <laughs> you and B are the most conflicted uh, punters ever. You're like, I know the right choice, but I just can't get away from Aston Villa or Liverpool. I know. Sometimes we think too much. Yeah, but when there's 50 cents involved, I tell you what, they'll dump their team. <laughs> I can make 250 out of this one <laughs> quickly. When would you dump your team for? That's actually a good question. 10 bucks? When are you cheering? Is it 250, yeah. five bucks? What, at what point do you go? Anything, I, any win. In it, like at this point, I, I don't care. Just a win's a win. It's just the fact that I, correct, I, I guessed something correctly. It's not about the money. Will you ever bet against <laughs> Liverpool? Um, He's going to right now. I? Yeah, I'm considering the the draw actually. The Southampton right now. No, honestly, when I when I, I think draws, for sure. when I think that um, I I should bet against Liverpool, I generally just don't make that bet. So oh, that's fair. It. I'm like that too with all the Canadian bets and all like Raptors. I'm the exact same way. I think I did bet against. I bet on Liverpool against Villa. The day that Villa beat them seven to two in the pandemic. Karma. That's honestly, karma for you, brother. Honestly, and my thought was that day, and it was like, ah, miserable. It was a shitty time of year. It was a good thing we've got football back, but I thought oh, I'm gonna ma- enjoy this a little more. Like, I'll, I'll just sprinkle ten bucks on Liverpool, then I won't feel oh, so shit. Oh, look at that! You and tried to have fun with it. Wow. Did you? Do wow. you remember if you listened to it with the fake crowd noise or not? Because that's another. <laughs> that's another variable. You know when you're playing the whole variables. Yeah. Yeah, watching the the Canada soccer documentary that Max Bell did and seeing them play in those empty stadiums makes it feel so long ago. And it feels insane that those were real matches. Those were real, integral, important qualifiers in Orlando against these minnows. And there wasn't a single person there except John Herdman and his staff yelling at the team. That's the only noise. I haven't watched those yet. I've got to watch it. It's on my list this weekend. I'm I'm going through FIFA right now, the FIFA show. But uh, Max, Max, whatever he does, is great. So I'll I'll definitely give it a watch this weekend before I leave. They're very good. You can find them on YouTube. Um, Craig, who you got this weekend? (laughs) 
Um, he's thinking longer. I'm going to stick with the Southampton game, but I think Southampton's going to win. Ooh, oh, come ooh. on. What's you're, the number? You're there? longer. You're value chasing. They're, they're, yeah, 10 50, 10 to yeah. 1. Is that what it is? 10 and a half to 1. Uh-huh. Some West Ham fans yesterday, before that Caribou Cup, were putting money on Blackburn. I think they're paying seven or eight to mm. 1. They're like, You seen our team? <laughs> <laughs> they want to All right, Craig. Well, just to you know, in your face, I'm going to take Leicester over West Ham. Leicester on the road plus two sixty. Well, West Ham have lost bad, two, on, two at home on the on the bounce. Yeah, um, and Leicester with the two have. I think can, can we say not that have. turned it around now? Yes, they yeah. Have. Well, I mean, we were talking about them being broken at the bottom three uh, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. I remember the combo. Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. Oh, they have the job. Good on them, too. Good on Leicester. Good on Leicester. They are 14th, Sharms. Look at that. I even had it up. 14th? Jesus. Yeah, right right behind our our, our boys, right between Aston Villa and West Ham. There you go. West Ham have dropped 10 points already this season. Yeah. I I bet you, uh, Craig, wouldn't even take this bet if I say, hey, let's wager that Villa will finish above West Ham. I think, Craig, do you agree that you think that's a losing bet? You're not taking it? No, I'll stick with I'll take it. I'll take West Ham over Villa. Yeah. I, yeah. You think they I mean, finished they higher have the 10 table more this points season? than they have. They just they just they just been missing Let's penalties, go. missing chats. I like this bet. That's a fun one. Clock it, Amber. I mean Wonger. Clock it. <laughs> Amber. What's the David bet? Amber is the David David no, Amber is the live. He loves he loves Marsh all that stuff. He, okay. he hears anyone talking. He goes, what do you want to wait Villa. Where did that pen and paper come from? I'm a journalist. Okay. It's like ready. West Ham Villa, ten bucks. Ten that bucks. I, I am I am wagering that Aston Villa will finish higher in the I table. gotcha. I've yes. written it down. He is fully on the Unai Emery train right now. Oh, fully. isn't he? Good evening. After one win. No, uh, it's not after one win. It's everything is changing. Like the, there's belief in the team, player, there's accountability now. They just lost four two to United. There's a belief in the team, there's accountability now. They just They're lost clear- four two to United. They're clearly prioritizing the fucking league, man. They just lost four two matter. to United. That's what I'm <laughs> they beat them where it matters in the fucking Premier League, not in some <laughs> sponsored soft drink cup. Okay. We should past, love to win. <laughs> in the past, that mattered most to Villa because it was like, ooh, go on a cup run and keep people buying tickets and buying swag at the club shop. Now they're like, no, fuck it. We're finishing 10th because next year we're winning the conference league. It's amazing how things change, right? A few results. Look at Arsenal. Remember the last, what, 10 years? Stan Kroenke has been like persona non grata. Hate this man. Get Kroenke out. Worst thing in the world. Haven't heard his name mentioned for like months. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because they're winning. He's still a dickhead. Remember West Ham? When, When West Ham was struggling, ownership was a disaster. They couldn't go to the games. They were threatened. When was the last time I heard David Gold or Sullivan's name? Oh, actually? that's happening again. Is it beginning now? Oh, again, yeah. Man. It's really unfair, to be honest with you. I think that last game. Did you see what happened in the last game? Like, fucking Antonio. They're they're pausing oh. it to where, you know what? You're not going to believe that West Ham lose the game with 40 seconds left from this position with Antonio running in with about five people to pick up in the box, and he puts it right in the keeper's hands. Bosh. Fast break goal. And he did exactly the same thing at Crystal Palace last year. So if he took it to the corner, it would have been a different story. Oh, corner. corner had, there, they had bodies everywhere. He just had to not put it in the keeper's hands. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Craig. They'll bounce back one day. That's why. That'd be a good Amazon documentary uh, club, actually. I'd love to get all the, 
the fan reactions. You know, they, they find some cab driver who's been a West Ham fan his whole life and they follow him around in this black cab and talk to him about West Ham. That's what I want to see in the next Amazon all for nothing. That'd be great. Well, you want West Ham? Yeah, it'd be, be good because of the fans and just I, like, you know, the whole the club itself. I wondered who, who would be next up to that. Like, I, I, I am surprised that United didn't put themselves forward, but I honestly think they're such a mess and they know it. Actually, you know what would be the, for this year, though? It. This year, it's going to be Germany, right? Oh, okay. Usually, there's a World Cup team. They follow, they, no, they follow Germany through qualifying, apparently, and, and through oh. the World Cup. So Germany's this this season's all for nothing. The, my fatherland? My fatherland? All or nothing, yeah. yeah Germany. And then I think they, they'll, for next season will be a, a new Premier League club. Usually there's uh that they'll do two in the same calendar though. Like it's possible do that they? their the cameras are in a Premier League room and we just don't, don't know about it because maybe it's wolves. Because I I heard they were gonna announce it in November. We're in November now, I guess, right? But we heard uh, Germany was the one that I heard being announced. Because they did Brazil at the same time, I thought though. Remember when they did City, Spurs, they also did Brazil did through they? the Copa. Okay. Well, I guess we that's a good one. Enough. That's that's a good one too. If you're interested and you've got time and you've watched FIFA Uncovered and you've watched Max Bell's Canada Soccer documentary, go watch Brazil All or Nothing. That's one people don't talk about because get through FIFA first though. The FIFA one. Just started. how far are you? I'm two episodes in. How many episodes are there? Good question. Don't know. I've not completed well, the first. Not I've not completed the first one. You know what I couldn't get past? How much Joel Havelanche looks like the actor that plays Prince Philip in The Crown. I, I thought the exact same thing. He's bang on. He's bang on. He's got that weird kind of skin tone and like the, the, the yeah. He looks yeah, someone just you just like can't him. trust. You're like, yeah, God, dress is nice, but God, he's up to some shady what a shit. Crap bastard. Yeah, very similar characters, I think. In yes. Prince Prince uh, Philip and Joe Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Prince seen uh, Shaka Hislop in it yet? <laughs> no. Is, is he in there? I think Shaka he was in, in the trailer. Well, he did Shaka, some interviews. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Okay. Yeah, oh, and he was in the promo of it as well. I talked to him today about it. He actually he, he filmed his interview in November last year. So he he goes, I can't really remember how and what I said exactly, but he goes, "Is any chance I got to talk about Jack Warner, his fellow countryman?" He goes, "I won't, I won't hesitate." Most evil man in the world. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's before, amazing. So he'll come on the podcast. We'll get him on in the next week or so. It'd be brilliant getting Shaq. And maybe get. <laughs> I won't say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Before the Fraser interview. <laughs> before wanger produces our promo reads um no i still got to do my pick oh i'm, I'm sorry waiting. i'm sorry okay go ahead oh, yeah, do, do your pick oh, i won't forget what i want sorry to mine no, is the game of the week on sunday it's going to be fulham and manchester united i will watch of course on fubo fubotv.com slash footy prime if you need to sign up um fulham and manchester united they're like two points apart and Man U, who knows who they're going to be playing and who's going to show up. And I like the way Fulham's been playing this year. So draw 290. Yeah, I, I looked at that as well. Warner. Did you? I also think Good. the <laughs> Sundays are going to be even more of a wild card. Yeah. Just think about how many teams just want to like get through Saturday and, be, oh, and they're out. And then the, how many fans are going to sit with angst watching their clubs play on, on Sunday. I'm surprised actually they didn't move up those Sunday games. Play them all uh, Saturday, you mean? Play them all on Saturday, yeah, just, mm. to, just to give them the extra day. Mm. Mitrovic is fit? No, he's out. You said? He's, he's out. out for that one. He's out. Yeah. Ooh, that, that draw all of a sudden, maybe I'm That might be towards. a Wonger changer right there. Oh. Change it up, Wonger. Uh, yeah, win. Towards go for the win. My, yeah. 13 cents for United. Uh, at first, I looked at that and thought, ooh, that's value. Yeah. The way, shit, the, like the way that they're, they're playing, like United looked good against Villa. They did. They really did. And, that's, and that's, there were six goals in the second half in that game, but it was... Um, 
Rashford looked good, which is which is positive for England fans. That new kid, Guaracho, Guaracho, Garnacho, mm-hmm. stupid haircut. Wonger, he's in the Foden camp. Of, uh, I gotta, like, oh, I gotta look at worst hair. We're gonna have to do a whole worst haircuts when you guys are over there. There's gonna be <laughs> some bad haircuts on the World Cup teams. There usually there usually are. Do you want me to build yeah. you a graphic for that? Oh, that? I would okay. love that. Wonger's worst haircuts. Oh, two minute hot take. Exactly. <laughs> okay, love I'll build that. you that. I don't think yeah, you're gonna get any like we... Clint Mathis mohawks though. Can we squeeze in a, a JC pick? Spurs, obviously. I think the Spurs are going to beat Leeds 8 nothing, And that pays probably nothing also. 8 nothing would pay pretty well. That would pay a lot. Mm-hmm. It pays everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have my North Star bets in front of me. So Let me make sure the Spurs are paying Leeds. Are, are they playing Leeds? They are playing yeah, they are. Exactly. They are. Tottenham. Which, be, by the way, never have know you seen... Leeds. But Speaking if you'd of- asked me Leeds like four weeks ago, I would have said, you know what? Uh, what are you talking of- about? They beat Liverpool and Bournemouth back to back. And that's the best true. football, uh, that Bournemouth <laughs> game is the best football game I've ever seen in my life. What are you talking about? And this is why people listen to our podcast. And that's our right. Podcast. Because of the professionalism of Craig. He's in the kitchen. He's basically yeah. in the kitchen, signed out. He hears something. He runs in and throws out the vileness. <laughs> but you're about to jump in there. Anything important? I did want to say um, that Google, that's the big news this week, is that Google is in talks with Tottenham to um, buy the naming rights to the stadium for 35 million US a season, which would be Google the highest. Stadium. It would be the highest uh, arena stadium sponsorship deal, topping the uh, Staples Center rename in LA to Crypto.com Arena, which uh, seems like a uh, sliding investment. <laughs> Well, Spurs, I mean, they've done it the right, the right way, right? They moved from White Hart Lane, and you couldn't ever give White Hart Lane a corporate name because the fans would, oh, you can't be doing that. It's White Hart Lane. But they moved to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which has no sentimental attachment, and then Silver, the naming rights. Oh. And now, play it, now the fans are like, okay, that's fine. The Google well, Stadium. But what right. do you do? What do you do, Charms? Because B's brought a good point up. FTX Stadium, where the Miami Heat play and a lot of other teams, FTX crypto has just filed for bankruptcy so there's no way like they, they've got to they've got to well, they'll get a, out of it won't they yeah they, they won't just, get any money yeah, they'll get out of the stadium the problem is is when like the league owner situation when these clubs uh elevate their operation based mm-hmm. off of these brand new potentially risky investments if you're just taking the money in spurs case like they're still going to operate at the same clip level and now they have a much higher revenue stream. They're not as dependent on it, is the point. Yeah, that's business, though, isn't it? It is. It's just that, that's the risk you take. But that that trillion. But this is the this like this is where French football took so much risk. Was they they signed this this dramatic deal with uh, Media Pro, wasn't it, to mm-hmm. um, um, give the clubs a payout similar to the the Premier League level, which is a dramatic increase from previous. And every single club spent to that now new revenue without having taken a single check for that. And they with it within a season it fell apart in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's just that's a major risk. You you have to tier that. You have to build that. That's what's mm-hmm. exciting about the we didn't really get into it. Um, I don't think about the the new structure for the Canadian Premier League. Like when you look at it on paper, yeah. it's it might have shocked a lot of people. Like oh my god, they raised the minimum salary thirty eight percent and it's only thirty grand. That's less than the QP workers are fighting for. But in reality, like. That thirty-eight percent increase—that's a—that's a massive increase. It shows that the league is is working towards 
some sustainable target. I know Craig says all the time that these owners are bleeding money, but they're committed to getting it to a point which they believe they'll, they'll turn into the black very soon. Um, yeah. That's that's positive. You, you you need that to to grow. That's where we're trying to get as a football nation, right? Absolutely. They they expect that there's going to be a certain amount of pain, and usually businesses generally don't make money before five years anyway. So, yeah, yeah. they're in, they're in for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. One shout out I wanted to get in super quickly, Charms. Um, Carmelina Moscato, legend. She's got uh, Tigris Feminel to the Mexican final. That's a two leg final. Um, I do forget who they're playing actually, and I, I've uh, I'm not reading in Spanish at the moment. What's the shocker? No, that you don't know who's in the the Mexican women's league final. <laughs> I can't, can't believe that. That's just you let me down here. Disappointing. I feel like I let Tom. you down a lot. Congratulations, Calm. That is amazing. She's done a fantastic job down there. And we are recording this, by the way, as the Canadian women are playing Brazil, which is why we've not spoken about it at all. But we will have some tweets about it, and we will speak about it on Sunday's show. And and next summer, next summer in Canada's one of their last penultimate warm-up game before the Women's World Cup. If they're playing the same day as the men's team playing a friendly, um, we will report on the women's team, not the men's team as well mm. just to clarify that it's the world cup approaching so hence the canadian men's team getting most minutes on today's podcast i also want to We've do a shout out i also want to do a shout out to uh footy prime present Sharman's proper pies i want to make sure there's a 50 everyone during the world cup 15 percent off as long as canada is in so in your promo code write footy prime for a 15 percent Discount. For orders over sixty dollars. On orders over sixty. On there's no orders. point coming in for like a couple of small pies. There's no point. You may as well fill your freezer. <laughs> Thank you. Starkers. Yeah, exactly. Starkers came over yesterday. I didn't see him. I wasn't there. But a crap oh, load of pies. You know, as, as uh, shared owners here of this independent yeah, business, I said, that is I did say prime. it the way I did call it that. Have, have we di- have we discussed what this uh, this partner is 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 contributing to to our coffers? The same, no, well, it's the same deal as as your book when we promoted that. <laughs> I wasn't giving away. Dis- I wasn't profiting off of that. I don't think. Trust trust me. I I know I wasn't profiting. We want you to have profit. You could have bought off. There could have been a hundred thousand books sold. There weren't. And I wouldn't have profited enough. And if Not you yet, want to learn more about the World Cup and John Herdman, make sure to pick up a McLean's magazine from last week for our own Brendan Dunlop, who wrote a scintillating article. Oh, thank you, buddy. You're using the big descriptors now. Yeah, there you go. Will there be a post-World Cup interview as well? I hope so. Yeah, we'll when, he, when he, he takes he joins the, Southampton or someone. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, takes over Burnley and yeah. we've got the inside track on him. Imagine, actually, here's a dream. Imagine if it was Sunderland, right? The academy that he was in. Mm-hmm. If they get back, if they're flirting towards promotion, if they're they're contending in the championship, I believe they had been this season, right? Yeah, but imagine they're struggling now. I think, um, who's it? Is it Alex Neal there right now? I think you're I think, right, I yeah. Think Alex Neal's there, and they haven't done too well recently. So maybe there will be a spot open for him. But, but well, like, what a cool story that would be. He, amazing he story. A really shitty one for Canada, but a really great yeah, story. Yeah, of course it would be. Of course it would be. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, there's there's just so much to talk about right now, and, and next week we'll continue to get you set for the World Cup plus uh, divulge our World Cup plans, right, Wonga? Absolutely. So Tuesday we'll be talking about our World Cup plans. Right now, um, 
our boys. With each other Charms. or with the fans? No, no. Well, we know we Charms, and, Charms and B are heading over to Qatar, so we're going to make sure they report in, uh, hopefully daily. And the rest of us will be running at the podcast every match day. So stick around. We're going to have lots of fun during that entire time. We'll be reviewing the games and previewing them. So stick around for Footy Prime's increased content. All right, lovely. FuboTV.com, your place to sign up for all your Premier League action and throw some money down and some wages at North Star. Bets, um, thanks everyone. We're back on Sunday and we'll just uh, make sense of what happened this weekend because I really don't know what's going to happen and and hopefully not too many injuries to, to worry about. But until then, keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.